Welcome to the Do Something Beautiful podcast. I am your host, Leah Darrow, and I share with you inspirational people who are truly doing something beautiful to make our world better. This podcast is inspired by the words of St. Mother Teresa of Calcutta, who said, do something beautiful for God. Do it with your life. Do it every day. Do it in your own way, but do it. Hey, hey, and welcome back to season four of the Do Something Beautiful podcast. Incredibly blessed to have another season with you. And I usually have all my thank yous at the end, but I wanted to quickly just have a moment of gratitude right now and just say thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part of this really fun journey that God put on my heart to start. And I pray that you will continue to pray for me. I definitely always pray for you. Also, thank you for everybody who's been taking the time to leave a review and five stars on iTunes. I'm sure you hear it from all of the other podcasts that you listen to, but it really it really does matter and it does help, especially in podcast land. It's kind of how you move up the ladder and you become more visible on iTunes. And I truly believe that all the guests that I have the honor of speaking to are really doing something beautiful in the world and making it better. So anything I can do to get out those voices more and have more people be inspired by them, I will definitely do. So if you have not yet left a review having five stars, please do so. And if you have, thank you so much. A few things here to talk about before we start up season four. Season four is going to be pretty great. I mean, all my seasons are, I have to admit, I am part partial to everybody I bring on. But season four has got some really neat guests that have so many different perspectives. I really can't wait for you to dive into season four. So a few things before we begin, before we get into our first guest of Jackie and Bobby Angel, I wanted to mention a couple things. One, I have a free ebook that you can grab on my website, leahdarrow.com. And halfway down the page, you'll see the book, Reclaim Your Beauty. And you can go ahead and just put in your email address to get that free ebook emailed to you. And what that does is it also adds you to my newsletter. And you'll be able to get some great information for some of the new projects that I have coming up in the future. And just in case you're wondering, no, I'm not going to bother you. And I'm not going to send you an email every single day or every five hours. I have three kids under three. Are you kidding me? I don't have time to bother you, right? I mean, that's just the truth. So, but I I promise you, I'm not going to bother you. I promise you, I'm only going to give you some really great stuff and great information of when it comes available. So that's the first thing. The second thing I wanted to quickly mention is that we have just put together, just finalized an incredibly fun pilgrimage that I've been working on for a few years now. I've been wanting to put together a pilgrimage. And I've already done one previously, and this is the second one, or actually this will be the third one that I do, that is really centered on really what this podcast is centered on, doing something beautiful, you know, inspired by the words of Mother Teresa. So I have teamed up with Father Leo, paddling hug, and who is, he just makes me smile every time I say his name because, because he's so much fun, but it's really, really great. We're doing a theology of beauty pilgrimage through food fashion, and faith. It is so much fun. So especially if you're a listener here to the Do Something Beautiful podcast, I think this might be right up your alley. We're announcing it right now in the summer of 2017 because the pilgrimage date is set for July 2018. So we wanted to give you enough time to plan and budget accordingly so that you can hopefully make this pilgrimage. I have a feeling this thing is going to sell out. So we're trying to let people know now especially if we end up having a larger crowd that we can accommodate and get some more buses. But it's going to be really beautiful. We're going to go all throughout Italy. We're going to hit fashion capitals like Milan. We're going to hit a whole bunch of food capitals and Father Leo is going to go all through that. We're obviously going to hit upon faith clearly and how all of these things point back to the beautiful one, right? God himself and how there is beauty in every single one. Really neat, really integrated pilgrimage here, pilgrimage of beauty. You'll be able to find out all of that information on my website, leahdarrow.com, as well as selectinternationaltours.com. Select International Tours is the company we are using for this pilgrimage. Father Leo uses them exclusively, and they have been really wonderful. So we're going to be using them as well. So anyways, I just wanted to let you know really quickly those two things, the free ebook I have available on my website, leahdarrow.com, and then this great, great trip um, that you can take with myself and Father Leo. So. That's all the shop talk we got going on. Season four, we're starting out with Jackie and Bobby Angel. Jackie Francois Angel, you might commonly know her there. She's singer, songwriter, speaker, theology of the body guru, 
And her husband, Bobby, is exactly the same. He's just a man of all kinds. I'm telling you something. This guy has got an amazing, fun background. In this podcast, you'll have to excuse us. We may sound a little groggy or delirious because we were recording it at 11 p.m. at night, which is way past our bedtimes for sure. But that's just when we could do it, when we could put down the kids and we could talk about something amazing. I'm talking to Jackie and Bobby specifically about this new book that they wrote which is called Forever, A Catholic Devotional for Your Marriage. It's put out by Pauline Books and Media. So thank you, Pauline Books and Media, for putting out an amazing book by an amazing couple. Jackie and Bobby, they give a lot of theology of the body talks. They're kind of known for that. They've kind of honed in a lot of that knowledge and information from John Paul II and beyond. And and so they've put together this devotional. It is a six-week devotional, and it is it's really great. You know, Ricky and I were sent an advanced copy. So we started this devotional about a month ago and we have been like, this is good. This is really good. You know, each day kind of taking on a new piece of the devotional, praying with it, talking about it. And it's been really nice to have this time alone with Ricky, very intentional time to have. And so, and maybe you're at this point right now in the middle of this introduction where you're like, I don't think I'm going to continue on because this is just for married people and I'm single and I'm not married yet and I want to be and it's going to make me depressed. Or maybe you're like, ugh, I'm in a big argument right now with my significant other and I don't want to deal with that. So if you're feeling that way, I definitely want to encourage you to stop the craziness inside your head right now. No, no, no. What I love about this book and what Jackie and Bobby really do talk about in our conversation is that this really is for anybody. Obviously, it's geared toward married couples. But we were talking about how much, you know, I would have loved to have had this book to pray with and to pray for my future spouse with when I was single, to kind of go through the devotional myself to kind of help prepare me to understand a little bit more about marriage, a little bit more about that authentic love. And, you know, the more that you can become prepared in that sense for marriage in that way, the better off you're going to be. One of my favorite pieces of the book, and we didn't get a chance to really talk about the content of the book in terms of reading anything from it during our chat. So I wanted to take a few seconds in this introduction to just mention one of my favorite pieces so far. And this is in week four, day six of the devotional. And Jackie and Bobby include one of my favorite quotes from C.S. Lewis. And it's from his book, The Four Loves. And they include this quote and they include a little bit of a, of a reflection after it. And this is a piece of the book when I read it, I had to stop and literally reread it over and over. I mean, I, it was multiple times because it was so deep. And what C.S. Lewis has to say, and then what Jackie and Bobby say afterward, really made me think about a lot of my life, about how I, how in the past and how even I currently, you know, see love, define love, and really offer that in my own heart to Christ and then to others. And so I wanted to take a few seconds before we get to the conversation to read this. So This is, this begins with a quote from C.S. Lewis, and it says, To love at all is to be vulnerable. Love anything, and your heart will be wrung and possibly broken. If you want to make sure of keeping it intact, you must give it to no one, not even an animal. Wrap it carefully round with hobbies and little luxuries. Avoid all entanglements. Lock it up safe in the casket or coffin of your selfishness. But in that casket, safe, dark, motionless, airless, it will change. It will not be broken. It will become unbreakable, impenetrable, irredeemable. And Jackie and Bobby go on to say, some people refrain from displaying love for fear of rejection. Others experience rejection, so they avoid being vulnerable again. But to do so is to lose the essential nature of love's total gift. Jesus models the supreme display of vulnerability in the total free gift of himself on the cross. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down on my own, John 10. Jesus offered himself naked, freely, and totally on the cross that redeemed the world. And in every mass he sacrificed is reaffirmed. This is my body, which is given for you. Jesus shows us that love enters darkness and takes on suffering in order to offer a free gift in good times and in bad, in sickness and in health, until death do us part. And although we will see tomorrow, Even death does not have the final say. And Jackie and Bobby go on a little bit more in that reflection for uh, week four, day day six. But that one really stuck out to me. And I just kind of wanted to give you a taste of really what this is. This is not some like little like, 
you're going to be great. And just give your significant other or your, um, your spouse flowers and like, don't worry about it. Just pray for them. It's so much deeper than that. And of course, I mean, I don't think I've read anything that actually sounds like that. But sometimes when you hear like, oh, it's a devotional or a little prayer thing day by day, sometimes we think that it's just very emotionally based, just going to make us feel good. But what Jackie and Bobby have done, they have poured their hearts, their life, their marriage into this devotional. And they've given us something where we can really think and pray and be challenged by. It's filled with scripture. It's so beautiful. I encourage you to get one. It will be available in September 2017 by Pauline Books and Media. You can also find it at Amazon. And I highly encourage you, it's only 15 bucks to buy two. Buy two because you can keep one for yourself and begin doing that devotional now, regardless if you're married or not. The challenges might be are going to be more applicable to married couples, but that still doesn't mean that you can't take a challenge and, and pray for your spouse during that time. But also buy two so that you can give one away. What a great gift that you could give someone. I'm telling you something. I have been married for five years, only five years, but still I've been married for five years and Ricky and I are already going through it being like, oh, this is so good. You know, we were really enjoying the conversations coming out of it. So as somebody who's actually reading the book and actually doing the devotional right now, I can tell you it really is a wonderful purchase. So with that, I will just kind of shut my mouth here for a quick second so that you can hear the beautiful couple of Jackie and Bobby Angel. And welcome back to the podcast and Jackie and Bobby, so good to have you. Hey, it's good to be here. (laughs) (laughs) How you doing, Jackie? Hey, Bobby. We're doing well. How are you doing? Oh, I'm great. I love talking to you guys. I mean, <laughs> I just feel like you're my long lost brothers and sisters. It's so great. Well, the kids are in bed and we're all level headed, I'm sure. And right. we're bursting with energy for this. <laughs> right. Our we children probably, didn't sap us of anything. We probably should. I just want to lay out the case right, right here. A lot of times, for most of the times, when I'm interviewing my guests for the Do Something Beautiful podcast, I'm doing that during the day. I'm usually in the afternoon. I have times that I usually work out of, you know, barring like when I have to, you know, talk to somebody who lives in Great Britain or China, which I have in the past. For this case, we are recording this podcast. For me, I am on Central Time. So it's 1045 p.m. right now. You guys are on Pacific Time. So it's 845 p.m. And we are doing this to escape our children, right? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, because our children are down. They are down or else you would hear sleeping, sleeping. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> An escape is a strong word. <laughs> Lovingly incapacitate. Oh. Perhaps you are a better parent than me because I definitely mean escape. But escape. Escape is exactly what I'm looking at. There's a low grade tranquilizer we put into their milk. <laughs> to soothe them to sleep. If, if there was no, enough- that's awful. If there was enough research to prove any like no long term damage, I would be tempted to look into that. But <laughs> but you know, I do have a heart. For me, I've got Ricky upstairs right now. God love him, and he's still dealing with our son Ambrose, who is a night owl. So I'm pretty sure he's bound to be Batman. But anyways, no matter, we are here. But you know, verging on embarking upon the next day for me in the central time zone. But no matter, we are here because we're talking about the book Forever. Yeah. Forever. forever. Yeah, forever. Mm-hmm. So forever. This is fantastic. And I mentioned this in the introduction, so I know I'm not going to go crazy into the title again because I love it. But Forever, it's a Catholic devotional for your marriage. Jackie and Bobby wrote this together. And so before we get into that, I just want to like... I want to set the stage a little bit. Now, Jackie, you were on season one with me and we were talking all things motherhood. So thank Mm -hmm. you for that. I still appreciate. I love that conversation. We need to have another one, part two of that again. I get, I get so many comments either on iTunes, on the, when the reviews or emails from people who say that they loved that episode and loved everything that you had to share and say. That's good. Didn't we talk about poop a lot? <laughs> Toddler, like, and peeing, like your daughter, like we just talked about bodily fluids, I feel yes. like. And we're very honest about our toddlers, bodily fluids, you know? There's a lot so. of poop talk. There's a lot of poop talk. <laughs> Which um, is not rare when it, you're talking to me. <laughs> right. It reached no. a lot of people. <laughs> it, hit, it hit a core. It, it, tapped into a, it tapped into a need. It hit the fan <laughs> of... Uh, 
Oh, God, I know. We really reach down deep into people's souls and, and we're really uh, right. connecting on a level that they didn't think was possible when we were talking about. I think it's because one, one of my kids went into a corner during mass and peed near the canned goods for St. Vincent de Paul. So, yeah. you know, if you're interested, you can listen to season one, episode six, if you want to go back for a good laugh and if you're wondering what motherhood's about. So, Jackie, you and I met before Ricky and I got married and, and, and all of that. Now, obviously, I got, I'm about a year ahead of, Ricky and I are about a year ahead of you and Bobby on kind of all things, like marriage, kids. Right. We seem to kind of follow a similar pattern. And the first time, and I want to bring this up, I want to talk about the first time that I met you two as a couple and the first time I met Bobby, because I'd heard about Bobby for a long time prior to this when Jackie, you know, met you and you guys were dating. But the first time that I actually physically met Bobby, you guys were already married about a year into your marriage or so, right? It was only like a year ago or two years ago. It was two years ago at NCYC. Yeah, it was definitely two years ago. And it was at NCYC. Bobby, I'm going to let you tell the story because I think your perspective might be a little bit better than mine, considering my frame of mind at the time. So I'm going to let you you go with this one. I was just thinking of it today. When did we crossed paths in person and I realized it was at that very hectic conference. You were tired. Well, we were sharing a booth. Yeah, we were sharing a, a booth of our goods and our wares <laughs> that we were peddling to the youth. <laughs> By our stuff. And I was, now I thought I was going to be overwhelmed as an introvert, but I had a lot of fun. Manning, because I was hosting it with Paul. Yeah, so Jackie was in and out. I actually had a lot of fun manning the booth and harassing people. <laughs> trying to guilt people into buying shirts and books and support our diapers. Not our diapers, our diapers for our Not kids. Not our adult diapers, um, but our uh, children's diapers. It's your retirement and plan. So anyway, I'm, I'm manning the booth. You come over and we had a little bit of chit-chat. And you were really tired. And you were like, I'm just going to lie down here. And you actually proceeded to take a nap under the table, which had a little tablecloth table cloth so, so no one could see you. Yes. And I had girls, I had girls coming up and being like, where's Jackie? And I said, I don't know. She's somewhere. Where's Leah? That's exactly how they sounded. <laughs> and I, without lying, just, they were smokers without, <laughs> yeah, they were smokers without lying. I said, she's around here somewhere. And you were like full on snoring underneath. And I'm like, this is, this is great. This is friendship. I was exhausted. We just so- jumped to the, the napping stage. <laughs> Uh, each other's presence. And so that was like this. And this is Leah Darrow. Yes. Let me tell you something. I consider you a real friend if I can sleep in front of you and just not care. So there you have it. Yeah. I was at the time pregnant with Ambrose, but I wasn't telling anybody. You, you guys knew, but, but I wasn't making it public. And Jackie, as you know, I mean, it's just, you're exhausted. And especially when you're in that stage when when you're not telling anybody, and we were talking about this before we started the podcast, like, you know, you can't say anything too leading because you get all those questions. And then you just don't, you don't, it's almost like, you, it's not like, I don't know, for me, it's not that I don't care about lying as much, although I probably should, but I just don't have the energy to lie. But I'm like, I just don't want to tell people like, yeah, no, I'm pregnant, but you don't want to tell everybody, you know, because somebody's going to leak something and then social media and, and Twitter finds out before I tell my mom or something. That's not how I want right, that to go down. Right. But so you have to be careful about what you say. You can't say you're too tired. And of course, it seems like the moment you get married, everybody keeps asking you, are you pregnant? Are you pregnant? Right. Are you pregnant? So that was the case. I was exhausted after NCYC. I came back to the booth and that was the first time I had met Bobby and you were gone, Jackie, because you were doing a million things hosting. And I was just like, hey, Bobby, it's really good to meet you. I'm going to take a nap. And don't tell anybody where I'm at, please. And I just need to be left alone for a few minutes. And I went underneath the table and I had my backpack and I just laid down and got into the fetal position. And I literally just took a nap. I was just like, I'm just going to go away right now. And that's how it's done, folks. I think that's a sign of trust. When you give someone your car keys or you you take a nap in their presence, you you really trust they're not going to do anything to you. So I, I was put, like with toothpaste. In your yeah, hair I was I was honored. Yeah, <laughs> I really was. So I remember I remember R- Ricky being on the phone with him and I was back to my hotel and he was just like, how did everything go? How was the booth? Did you get did you finally get to meet Bobby? Because I was I was like, so I'm like, yeah, I get to finally meet Bobby. I'm so excited about this, you know, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, I met I met Bobby. 
I took a nap. He's like, what do you, what do you mean? And I'm like, well, I went to my booth and I didn't want to talk to anybody. So I decided to take a nap and hide from people instead. (laughs) And he was like, Leah, you're never going to sell anything if you're napping at your booth. And I'm like, man, I don't care anymore. I am so tired. I'm pregnant. I don't care. So I remember Ricky just shaking his head. Yeah, you like, gave up your secret though, because now people are going to look under the table yeah, we at just, every event when they when you say they're like, "Where's Leah?" They're just going to look under the table. Now yeah. you just have blown you've blown your cover. Nine times out of ten, literally blown your cover. She will be underneath. <laughs> well, I tell you something. If you have got the guts to wake me up if I'm sleeping underneath my table, then hey, listen, you're gonna then it's you're you're gonna open up yourself to the wrath of Leah from and especially if I'm pregnant at the time. Put it this way. If I'm yeah. sleeping underneath a table, I'm pregnant. How about that? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's a good point. So, uh, so we obviously met there. Now, for you guys, so you guys wrote this great book, A Catholic Devotional for Your Marriage. Ricky and I got an advanced copy. We got super lucky. We got this advanced copy. We love it. We started doing this devotional together. And what I, what Ricky and I did, and I would highly re- recommend for people who um, will pick up this book and do it this way, but we picked it up. And the first day that we started doing it, we just, we wrote the date and then we initialed on the page. Uh, we opened up the book and we just initialed on the page of like the day when we started, you know, day one, week one, which is nice, kind of like a little bit of accountability. And also because I imagine we're going to go through this devotional many times. And so it'll change throughout the years of like what God is speaking to us in it. So we've kind of looked at it like that. But just to kind of talk about really like what was the why behind this book. And before that, let's talk about the fact like the book itself is gorgeous. The cover of this book, I mean, it could not be more perfect. You have a picture of both of you. Your heads are chopped off, but you see you guys... (laughs) Which is which is an interesting take on that, but I love it. It kind of makes it a little bit more like it could be anybody. But you see it and you guys are holding hands and you're standing there in your wedding attire, you know, your wedding suit and your wedding gown and you got your flowers, Jack. It's just gorgeous. I just love it. And it has just the word forever across the bottom of it. Tell me. So let me go back to that day. Actually, like your wedding day. Were you? And- <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're, we're like waiting into. Yes. Sorry. We're like- oh, tell us more. What was it like? Yeah, exactly. Like what? Like were you did like the word forever on your wedding day scare you? Were you like, oh, my gosh, I'm committing to forever, like in the next few minutes, like right now, like like forever, forever, not just like, listen, I'm going to give you my best five years or 10 years and then I'm out. But like forever did that. that, Was that forever, ever till death forever? (laughs) For me. It, not at all. Like I, I think I would have been scared had it been with anybody else. Like, but because it was Bobby, I think that that was kind of the realization too of when I knew he was the guy. I was like, dude, I want to spend every, I want to spend every day of my life with this guy. Like, like I want, you know, some people, even your best, even your really good girlfriends or guy friends, like you like hanging out with them. But if you've ever like gone on vacation with like your best girlfriend sometimes you get really annoyed with them by day three or four, you know, and you're like, okay, they're my best friend, but I don't want to spend every day with them. Um, you know, but like with Bobby, I, we would hang, I'm like, I just, I want to spend every day of my life with you. And even now we've been married for almost, well, our anniversary is August 10th. So, uh, we've been married four years and I still like want to spend like every day with him. So for me, the idea of till death do us part forever, I don't know. Like, that's how I knew, like, this is the guy because I actually, he's my, my best friend. And I really, I don't just love him. Like, I really like him. I like you, babe. You're cute. <laughs> Shucks. So Shucks forever, me. forever didn't scare you, but it was exciting for you. Like forever was something that you were looking forward to, obviously. Oh yeah. And yeah. like, thank God we don't have to drive 20 minutes home, you know, cause we didn't live together before marriage. So so engagement was awful in the way of you're doing it right. You realize this is the the one and you're you're bodily aching to be a gift to each other. But you're not married till you're married. You know, we know engaged couples who've broken up. And so any kind of like, well, we're engaged. So we might as well is like, no, like you're not married till you're married. And so we were going to do it right. And so that meant late night drives home and but totally worth it. 
And so you get to that moment and you've been through the, you know, dating and the ups and downs and learning communication. And there was one particular tiff we were in where she was, Jackie was across country. I was exhausted from a retreat and we just, we didn't leave the conversation at night. It was resolved. Yeah, it was resolved. And I, I wrote her a late night email that basically said, listen, like, here's what I'm going through. Here's the stuff. You said, I'm still frustrated. I'm still frustrated, but I'm not going anywhere. I love you. So, yeah, I love you, whatever. Yeah. And for me, it was, it was, um, yeah, I'm not going anywhere. Like, yeah. Like when you say those vows, like you meet it, like whether we're in wealth or in financially rough times, whether we're, we're fit and healthy or stuff goes downhill, like I'm not going anywhere. And that's, that's freeing in a way the world doesn't necessarily look at. We look at freedom as I can leave whenever I want, but that's right. That's such a, that's such a posture of fear to always have one foot out the door. And so that notion of forever, and we make it clear that, you know, it's forever in a heavenly marriage. Like, you know, you vow until death do us part because death will part us. But in the beauty of the Christian vision, we're entering into a love that lasts forever, that starts at the human level here on earth in time. But we're made for a love, a marriage that does last forever, and we're, we're promised by Christ. So we make it clear that we're not promising your marriage is forever. Your earthly, yeah, your yeah, earthly your marriage earthly, isn't forever. We make that clear, but it's that thing we are aching for and that human marriage taps into in a way no other way can here on earth. Yeah, yeah. Amen to that. That was, that was beautiful. I remember... What did her... I say? <laughs> I blacked out. <laughs> what was that? Tell me how great I am again. Um, uh... I blacked out. <laughs> There was a moment I remember when I was dating Ricky where he had to, I mean, just speak truth to me because I, you know, due to like past relationships and past wounds was at a point when we were dating and before we got engaged, I was still like in some places in our relationship living out of fear, just like scared if I really was vulnerable, if I really let him see everything that he wouldn't want me. And that idea for that, like I would scare him away of the idea forever because um, he might find out that I'm not as great as I was, I, I, you know, that I was like putting out there or something. It was, it was just very hard to be completely vulnerable. And what was at stake was forever because I wanted that with Ricky and I wanted that in our marriage or our hopefully to marriage of what it seemed like when we were dating. It just seemed like that's obviously where we were going. We had talked about it. And there was a point for me where I remember in some of our arguments, there was a couple of times where I would say like, I would say the phrase of like, well, that that's like, I'll say something like, that's fine. I mean, if you want to break up, I understand. And I remember him looking at me at one point and this changed everything. And he goes, Leah, stop trying to break up with me. And he was just like, I'm not going anywhere. I'm in this. I want to be with you. We'll work through it. And just having someone like commit to the uncomfortable and be able to say, look, I don't like this disagreement we're having, or I don't like what's going on, but we're going to work through it was something that allowed me to kind of rest in that place and be more vulnerable so that we could experience that commitment in our dating, in our engagement, obviously in our marriage of, of forever, of what that is, of just being honest and not living out of fear and all of that which is really great. I'm kind of like jumping a little bit further ahead in our conversation about talking about like really what's going on in this devotional because Ricky and I have already started it. We've already gone through many of the days here of reading the reflection that you guys give, which is great because everything's like super short and easy. And for us with kids, this was perfect for us. We have like this nice description kind of setting the stage. We have a daily challenge and then we have a prayer that we say together. And it's been really great to deepen our marriage of like some of those things that we haven't had a chance to talk about in a while or to revisit from our past and to kind of bring up. And some things we're aware of, but it's just nice to hear the other, you know, to hear your spouse talk about things again and and to hear them, you know, find peace in it. Or if there's still a struggle to talk about that and how together as a couple, you can kind of move forward to strengthen that forever that you have within each other. So to go back to, the idea of this book, like what was behind it? Did you guys always know when you were dating or when you got married that this would, this, this was like something on your heart or how did this come about? 
Actually, we were approached by Pauline Books and Media about doing a marriage devotional. And we've had a couple other books like on our mind and Bobby's kind of writing one right now. And I've, I've had a, you know, for like women's stuff, but Pauline approached us and said, Hey, would you guys be willing to write a theology of the body devotional for marriage? And both of us were like, yeah, that would be, cause I guess just there aren't very many, or I mean, especially they're a publishing house. So they don't, they know like that's a need, right? It's like a, a devotional for married couples, a Catholic devotional, but also based on theology of the body to give the catechesis, but then also to give the prayer. And so we were like, that, this is, this, sure, we would love to. And they kind of gave us an outline and they said, listen, you can change this up, but here's kind of like a little outline that we've come up with. So, you know, we would look through that. We're like, this is great. And we tweaked a few things here and there. But basically we just, in our mind, we pictured a couple, we're like, okay, who are we writing for? And in general, we wanted to write for, like, we were thinking of a friend, a couple of ours, that's like, they're Catholic, but they've never taken the Theology of the Body course. Like, they don't really know Theology of the Body very well. So we're like, all right, let's write it for them. And so it's simple enough that it's easy to understand. But we also want it to be, you know, little nuggets for people who do know Theology of the Body. Like, you know, you, Leah, know it, and you've gone to the courses. And that's actually where we first met was a retreat based on Theology of the Body. And, but for couples too, who know it, but maybe they'll get like new little insights. So we wanted to be even something that you could give to an engaged couple who is Catholic, who's maybe has never even heard of theology of the body. So it's easy enough, but also challenging enough. And we wanted to write it kind of open for your marriage. So whether that's a couple that's seriously dating or a couple that's engaged or been married for 10, 15, 20 years. The prayer was that it would be open enough that you would you could get something from it. Yeah. Some, of the, some of the, now some of the challenges are specifically specifically for married for couples. Married couples <laughs> dot dot dot. So like, <clears throat> go renew your sacrament. <laughs> I saw that. I'm super uh, excited about getting to that chapter. You're like, well, I, we'll, we'll abstain until we reach that chapter. Right. Yeah. I, <laughs> I know. I remember. Unless I, you're unless you're fertile. <laughs> and then and it's like, like hey it, man, watch out. Wait. <laughs> I told I was telling Ricky, I was like, listen, I read ahead. And one of the challenges are, and he's like, Leah, I'm not going to wait five weeks for that. Chat. <laughs> I was like, listen, I'm not either. I'm just letting you know it's in the book. And he's like, you're so weird. It's what the book says. <laughs> we won't it's tell not you till, who. Not till chapter five. You probably can guess, but we gave it to one of our single friends who is very dear and close to us. And he was reading it. He's like, oh, this is so awesome. He's like, man, I'm on the part about Eros. He's like, tonight I'm just snuggling with my guardian angel. <laughs> <laughs> we were dying. It was so funny. Hey, listen, that's oh, man. about it. But it's great. It, and it is. It's extremely practical. I love, I'm so happy that there is a daily challenge in each of it because it's so nice to be able to read something like Ricky and I will like take turns reading the reflection to one another. And then we'll do the challenge and then we and then we uh, say the prayer together. It's just really great that we have that time to do that. And especially for us in our marriage where, you know, Ricky and I have been to the Theology of the Body Institute. We have taken those classes before. So we are well versed there. Praise be to God. But there is so many like nice nuggets that, we, like you said, that we can pull from it. And it's just nice to be able to spend the time with one another in prayer and reflecting on the sacrament of marriage which is so incredibly important. Now, talking about, we've already mentioned a little bit about the Theology of the Body Institute and, and some of the the background and the basis of Theology of the Body that goes into this book. But you two have a deep connection to the actual group of Theology of the Body Institute. Yes, we were the first students of the Theology of the Body Institute to get engaged and married. There was another couple that was a little bit after us, but we were the first students to meet there and end up getting married from that course. Besides one girl who actually worked for the TOB Institute and got married to a guy who was like a student. She doesn't count. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't count. She was at every course. <laughs> That's true. You don't count. You worked there. Oh, my God. So what I she love. She was coaching. No. <laughs> she was coaching. Hey, listen. It's a good way to go about it, actually. Hey, listen. Let me tell you. If you're going to meet somebody, you go to the TOB Institute. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, now listen, I love this story. I'm going to let you guys tell it because obviously you know it better than I do, but I love, and I went in a lot of my talks, I tell your story to the people that I talk to. But 
how, like, so tell me what happened. Like when you guys first met, what was like, what was the dynamic between you guys? Can you share that a little bit? Because everybody wants to know, like, how did you meet your husband? How did you meet your wife? Those types of questions that I'm sure you guys get a lot. So why don't you tell us, how did you guys meet, especially when it came to the TOB Institute and what was going on there in your lives? When we met, I was a seminarian. So I was, I was married to Jesus. You were dating, you were dating the church. I was right? off limits. <laughs> yes, he was. And I was just super happy a pretty girl was talking to me because <laughs> it had been a while. <laughs> no, I was, and this is God's providence in just the timing of it, because I ran away from the priesthood question for a while. And when I did enter several years after college, the rector of the seminary had been arranging to get Christopher West to come speak. And had I gone in right after college, I would have missed it. And so I get there. I had kind of heard of TOB in college, but, you know, I wasn't ready to get it yet. And and he gave a one day kind of intensive seminar for the seminarians. And I was all like rejuvenated and on fire for this. And that's when he said, we have this institute that offers these week long retreats where you get 40 hours of classroom time, but there's time in adoration. You just really soak in this vision with 80 to 100 other people around the country and around the world throughout the year. You can do, and there was just something burning in my heart that said, I'm supposed to do this. I don't know why. But my bishop was like, yeah, go for it. And in God's providence, too, there was a sister, a Pauline sister, taking classes with us when I was in the seminary. That sister, who I never would have met had I not gone to the seminary, is the one that in when they were praying about this book, she's the one that put out my, our name because she had followed our journey and some of our blogs and said, I think these two would be really good for this. So there's like from, again, God weaving this tapestry, you have no idea, all these little connections and things. And even in your running away from God, how he pulls it together. Yeah. So Bobby and I went on, both of us went on the first course separately. I went earlier, like in March and he went in June. And then we both went on our TOB2 course. And I just remember that week, you know, there was a bunch of great young adults there. Like like Mary Bielski was on that week. Megan Mastriani was on that week. Like we just had so many awesome people, like young adults. So all the young adults, we'd all kind of sit at the tables together, like during lunch and dinner, we'd have fun and talk. And I mean, you sit with everybody, but a lot of the young adults, we would have fun and, and talk. So I remember meeting Bobby and I was like, oh my gosh, this guy is so handsome. But then I find out he's in seminary. I'm like, oh, of course he's of in course. seminary. Of, of course, course, Lord. You oh, you always take these good looking guys. Um, so anyways, I just like, I, you know what's funny? It's like, I didn't even really, I got to know him a, a little, like, you know, a good amount. But, but just from what I saw, I just really, he was such like a humble guy, like total dork, which I I can't stand the Catholic, like, flirty, um, smooth talker guys. Like, cause I dated one of those and I was able to sniff that out from there on after I dated that kind of guy at those kind of guys, I was like, Oh, gag me, you know? And so Bobby was not a flirt, not, not a smooth talker. He's just a big dork with really ugly shoes. I always say like his shoes were really ugly. Um, (laughs) but there was something about him. I think it was because of his humility and his humor. Like, again, we both, we have the same dumb sense of humor like shows like the office and parks and rec and so anyways from what i knew about him i remember going home and telling my best friend i said seriously if i could marry any guy in the world it would be bobby angel but he's gonna be a priest so uh, and then but i at least like in my head i knew like this is the kind of guy like i you know how sometimes you tell god like lord that kind of guy right there. Like, give me a guy like that, you know, yes, like, when, definitely. You, when you meet someone and it's good. It's always good when you're a single woman or like when you meet that type, whether they're a married person, you're like, Lord, like I want someone like that. So in your mind, you kind of have the standard of the type of person. So the, be- anywho. the beautiful thing too, is that it, it forced us to be friends yeah. without any kind of ulterior motive. Cause there couldn't be. And so I had to, you know, care for her and look at her like a sister uh, and be assume there'd be some rugged Catholic guy with a chiseled (laughs) grin and he'd look like Gaston and she could, oh, you were assuming that I would get married to a guy like that. Yeah. And I had to like let her, I thought you were talking about yourself for a second. (laughs) (laughs) I think more of a Hugh Jackman 
Right. For myself. Um, <laughs> yes, you are. Well, um, um, he's like a Greek god. But he, uh, he's Wolverine. Um, You're like the Catholic. He's Wolverine. not even. He's not even Greek. He's Canadian. I so, so, <laughs> so we kind of just communication wasn't super regular. It was probably like every three or four months after that. I'm just like, hey, you know, pray for me. I got this event, or you know, having an up and down time in the seminary. Pray for me because I'm going crazy. I don't even know if you texted me to that. Like, no, I texted like, you. We're doing like a Mumford cover band tonight with my seminary guy. That that did happen. That did. Um, yeah. I played the upright bass. He did. And so I had really surrendered to the journey of feeling called by Christ and assuming it was the priesthood. But the, in my prayer, it really was the prayer of, I just want to be a father. That's the cry of my heart, biological or spiritual. Lord, help me find my fatherhood. And in my third year of the seminary, really started to become clear that I, I think I'm built for marriage. I think that's where I'm going to be most me and most life giving. And so then it was really starting to, in spiritual direction and conversations, begin to move my heart out of the seminary. And it definitely got crystallized as that summer came up. And yeah, had, at the had, end of that year, had another chance to go to the TOB Institute. Peter Kreitz was teaching a course on the philosophy of John Paul II, and then found out Jackie was going to be at that course too. I was going to be doing music. So he found out, so I knew I was going. And then he texted me, he's like, so guess who's coming to the course? And I'm like, oh my gosh, and my little heart pitter-pattered. Oh, Bobby Angel, you know? And so we uh, re-met at that week, that course, and he was still a seminarian. So I'm just still dying inside. Uh, I'm like, Lord. So we sat next to each other and I just, there was like this, every time, you know, Peter Crave would say something funny, we would like look at each other, laugh. And then, you know, how you like look at someone too long and you're like, oh no, this is awkward and uncomfortable. <laughs> um, so, but then anytime Peter Crave would say anything about like sex or marriage, we would like, don't make eye contact, don't make eye contact, you know? Um, and there was one time he's like, you're never more of a real man than when you're in the presence of a real woman. And you're never more of a real woman than when you're in the presence of a real man. And we're like, don't look at each other. Don't look at each and other. And all my, all my neck muscles are straining <laughs> to look forward. <laughs> don't look at her. So basically like the third day, I was like, okay, what is going on here? So I pulled him aside and just said, hey, can we talk? And of course, in his mind, he's like, no, say no, say no. Like then, the inside out people in my head are like, no, no, do not say no, yes to this. Do not say yes to this. And my mouth's like, uh, sure. <laughs> so I just ask him, I'm like, okay, what's going on here? Because I hate it when people, and it, basically he's, he was trying to be very objective, like, well, very sci- scientific. clearly there's a, a veiled or not so thinly veiled attraction here. You're a very beautiful woman and you're fun. You know, I was dying. I was laughing so hard on the inside. And because uh, he thought it was like one-sided, just like him. I thought, yeah, I thought she was tolerating me. Oh, my gosh. And I... Have you looked in the mirror, buddy? Had to confess this crushy yeah. crush. <laughs> and then I said to him, I said, listen. Well, no, no, no. Then she, <laughs> then she let it linger. I did. I, she I did totally, small like, group She thing. totally small grouped me and just let... let the she small grouped you. And, <laughs> I'm like dying, like say something, say something, say something. She's just nodding and looking at me. And then I just say, well, okay, listen, I'm attracted to you too. I said, but if you're called to be a priest, like it's not like you're never going to be attracted to anybody in your life, you know? So, but I think really, you know, for the whole past year of his, his third year of seminary, he was, you know, just kind of like praying like, God, you know, I'm called to marriage. You need to like give me a sign. I was, I was definitely wrestling with it and had a great experience was so formative. I'm a better husband and father than I ever would have been without the seminary. I've made some awesome friends to this day. He took a course, Leah, called active listening. Every husband should take a course called active listening. (laughs) Yes. You know, it was, no, it was called pastoral counseling and we were all like, tell us how to counsel people, tell us how to help. But the point, like we spent like a semester on active listening Oh my God. and it was, it was so frustrating, but the professor's like, this is the point is because you need to learn how to listen to people, yep. like not fix their problems for them. Most of the time people know what they need to do, but they need someone to listen to them. And as a priest, yeah. And we're just like, Oh, this sucks. <laughs> we just want to fix the problem. So I'm so thankful to what, you know, I'm, I'm thankful for the time you had at seminary. Anyway, so we, we, we met that week and it was just very clear, like, 
it was so weird. It was like a veil was lifted and it was like this kind of realization like, whoa. Well, for me and for me, it was like most of my 20s were spent kind of wrestling with this question of vocation. And, you know, you're going to retreats, you're going to stuff. My future wife here is my is my spouse here. Like and you're so preoccupied, you lose whatever Christ is trying to work on you. Right. Because you're, you're, you're trying to jump the gun and it's not time yet. So, so much was of my 20s were in this. And all of a sudden, it was so clear when I wasn't looking for it. When I had surrendered, and it was Christ is like, okay, now you're ready. And it was really just this piece of, that's my wife. I can't put it to words. I can't fully explain it. But I just knew like, this is my wife. So I liked my favorite part is when obviously he went home, talked to a spiritual director who was like, Bob, we just need more love in the world. And if that's as a father, you know, in marriage, like we just need more people who can love. And then so he, but Bobby calls his bishop and goes, Bishop, I met the woman I want to marry. And his bishop goes, well, Bob, we always thought you were a crapshoot anyways for the priesthood. He's like, well, we were taking bets to see if you'd make it to ordination. And uh, he's like, but if there are any vows in the future, I'd like to hopefully be the one to celebrate them. And he did. He celebrated our wedding. So like, it's such a we had such a good relationship and in all love and humor. He You're could just a call a spade a spade. <laughs> I'm dying. I just can't imagine a bishop looking at me and be like, well, you're a crapshoot. So we were doing we weren't exactly sure. Well, I think it's, yeah, it just it, but it, it's really it shows like Bobby was always very honest about his like struggle with, I don't know if I could do this celibacy. Like, I don't know if I could, if this is my calling. So he was always very honest with the bishop and with like a spiritual director. So they weren't shocked at all. You know what I mean? Like, like some guys you are shocked when they leave seminary and maybe they were shocked, like people who didn't know you very well, but the people who knew you were like, yeah, okay. <laughs> like they knew you were, you know, what a gift that, you know, coming back to the book, how we met each other after many years after our own individual conversions, we hadn't spent many years individually walking in our faith and getting over our narcissisms and little egoisms. And well, I'm still getting over those. But. You know, I'm the most humble man I know. And <laughs> we both conse- we both consecrated ourselves to Mary the like, same year, the actually, same year, like separately before we met. Yeah, before we ever met. Like there's a little like things like that. How in falling in love with this vision of John Paul II, we meet in this course. And so this vision that has been such a important part of our story, it's such a gift to be able to share it. And especially in this new kind of format that's simple, and um, but allowing for some profound, hopefully, conversations and blessings to take place. Uh, not to embarrass both, either one of you too much, but, you know, I find myself extremely fortunate to be in the role that I'm in and all the people that God's brought into my life that I get to be friends with and not just, you know, hear great talks from. But, you know, and just recently, all four of us, along with Sarah Swafford and her husband, we all got to hang out and spend some time together. And, you know, for you listening right now to Jackie and Bobby talk about this book forever, this Catholic devotional for for your marriage, I can't tell you, like, this is, I couldn't think of a better couple who could write a book and mean every word and are living out the words that are in this book. You are praying with another couple who's also working through their own stuff and is surrendering their life and their marriage to Christ. And so that's one of the things I really treasured about it. Like when we're reading some of the chapters and because we, Ricky and I have the pleasure to get to know you, you two a little bit more probably than others, but we can hear your individual voices at each chapter. And I'm like, oh, that was Jackie. That's a Jackie line. And Ricky would be like, oh, this is Bobby. That's Bobby. And I'm like, maybe. Oh, no, I can't tell. So it's just kind of funny because we I, we feel like that you're praying with us and that you're, and your voices are there as we read it. And I really appreciate that. I love that. And so I love the fact that that personal touch is there. It's not just like this you're not reading and you're not doing this devotional from this couple that's holier than thou and, and, or anything, you know, like that. I just love the fact that you two are so real and you're honest with who you are. And I love your story, obviously, of what God's done and kind of how he's coordinated and orchestrated this, all of the people in your life so that this one little piece of work can be something that can be shared with many people. Now, so and I'll, I'll add this in the show notes. So you don't have to write it down right now. But if you go to the show notes and if you go to my website, leahdare.com, 
where the podcast will be. You'll see the links of where to buy it. You can obviously buy it on Amazon. That's true. But it's also is also available with Pauline Books and Media, which is pauline.org. Is that correct, guys? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's under the um, should be under the marriage, like the different topics, like for books, look under marriage. That's where it should be. Yep. On pauline.org. Yeah. Yep, exactly. Pauline.org. You'll find it. You can also just do it, do a search. And it's really great and easy because the name of the book is just called forever. So one word, super easy to figure that one out. And so you can find it there. It is wonderful. It's right now priced at $15.95. Extremely doable. You can get it there at with um, Pauline uh, Books and Media. And you can also go to Amazon and grab it if you uh, are an Amazon person. You can do that. And so, but let me ask you a few more things here before we wrap up. Okay. So talking about marriage, I want to get back to this topic really quickly. What has been the greatest like surprise of marriage? You guys have been married for four years. Ricky and I have only been married for five years, just one year head. So, you know, there's just so much more that we know. You know it. But um, every year. (laughs) (laughs) But what what has been like the greatest like surprise of marriage or what, what has been like this thing where you're like, oh, wow, like this is nice. I mean, either something that happened like right after you guys got married or even now, four years into it. What is that for you? I like look at Bobby sometimes. I'm like, you like really love me? You still, you actually love me still? (laughs) And she's serious. (laughs) I am. Because I'm like, wait, so you, you know me really well and you see me every day. Like, you still really like me? (laughs) Like, I guess I'm just still shocked that, you know, again, like kind of like you were, you were saying, Leah, that like someone can know you so intimately and see you because I think the thing is a is a Catholic Christian, you know what goes on in your head, you know your own thoughts, like you know how evil you can be. Like we all have a great capacity for good and a great capacity for evil. And I feel like Bobby is the one who knows me better than anyone, except for God, obviously. But I'm still like, You still love me. Like I ask him, I'm like, like, you really do? And he's like, Yeah. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> so I love it. I love it. I can't uh, echo the same thing. I don't know if it's like a girl thing or not, but I say the same thing to Ricky. And he'll just look, look at me like, what? Yeah, Like, yes. And I'm like, all right, we're just making sure. Just making sure that we're still yeah. on the same page there. <laughs> Bobby, what, what about for you? I've learned nothing. <laughs> Shut it. <laughs> I've learned there's a, quote, right way to put toilet paper on the uh, handle. It, there is a right way. Yes, yes. there is. <laughs> It goes to the same place. I don't understand. Why does it matter? But Unless no. you have toddlers or cats, it always should be in the overflowing motion, not the under. But when Absolutely. you have toddlers or cats, you turn that thing around. No, so you that put they, it up high. Yeah, you put it up high. Yeah, we do that too. I think for me, um, the wonderful surprise has been when you're equally yoked with your spouse, when you connect on these levels, you've brought it to prayer, God has blessed it. The matter of children doesn't terrify you. Like the elements of childbirth and how do I hold this thing and how do I feed it? What do I feed it? Like those things are normal. But it's like when you, you've got a you're on a team together and it's just like, you know, I'm not flying solo on this. We're going to figure this out. Like children never scared me with Jackie. And and now headed towards number three, it's, you know, with number one, your whole world changes in a wonderful way. With number two, you're like, oh, crap, we just got used to doing one. How do we do this? But, but in a way, number two, you're like, okay, but we've done this. We got this. I kept one alive for this yeah. long. So let's, but it, it's just like, wow, like God trusts us enough to do this. And I feel blessed to be paired with someone that I'm not worried. We'll figure it out. Like again, good times and bad sickness and health will, with God, we're going to, we're going to make it work. And to see Jackie become a mother is such a gift. It's just such a beautiful thing to witness this part that I played for a very short time. That she now has to deal with the consequences. I'm going to ask the um, Lord about that someday. <laughs> I am going to be in line right behind you. Yeah, Lord. You Lord, men have baby, it easy. Dear baby Jesus, you just gave woman all the really painful and tough parts. No, but again, to have a husband who is like a servant heart is like huge, you know, huge of like when I'm pregnant and whiny and tired, he's such a servant heart and I'm like literally a foot away from whatever I need like babe can you hand me some my water and he's like it's right there he's like but sure yeah (laughs) 
There's something, but you said, but you're right. But there is something beautiful when you get to witness those roles that that we're called to play in marriage. You know, as um, the role of husband and the or the, or the role of wife. And there's something beautiful about that. I remember Ricky in the very beginning of our marriage and the first year of marriage. And I, I mean, it, I guess it's different for every couple. But in our first year of marriage, I mean, it was great and everything, but there was obviously a lot of challenges. We were like, okay, we got married later in life. I was 33, he was 34, and we realized, wow, we have to, we really are merging two completely like independent lifestyles into one. And there was during one of our like little tiffs that we had, Ricky used a term that he got from the army. And it's been like our motto for a lot of things, but he just said, we're going to embrace the suck. And I was like, what? <laughs> and he's like, that's what we say in the army. Like during the toughest times, during the hardest times, you don't run away from the tough times. You're not going to cower. You're going to embrace the suck. And I just thought, yes. So that's what we're going to do. So it could be literally childbirth. It could be a difficult time just within us getting along or even finances, whatever it might be. But we're going to embrace the suck together as a team. And we're going to get through it together. Like we're not going to abandon the other in that process. And there's something beautiful knowing that that you are together, that you do mean forever. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I tell them all the time, like, you realize, babe, there's no divorcing. Like, right. That's, that doesn't exist. <laughs> it's not, you know, it's not on the table. <laughs> on the and table. <gasps> it really isn't. And I, my parents, it was never on the table. And I had wonderful witnesses there and especially my dad and, and like, this is how you be a father. This is how you be present to your kids, trying to always have that at the forefront of my mind, trying to put the smartphone away when the kids are awake and just throw them around and, and all that. But, you know, we do a lot of work with youth and young adults and divorce is such a real thing and it's a real trauma. And so some run away from marriage or they have, I don't want my parents' marriage. And so I'm just going to say no to marriage altogether. And again, it's this posture of fear that you'll never embrace that real love. It's like that C.S. Lewis quote he's got where it's like, lock it away in a box and it will never hurt you. Love will not hurt you, but it also will never be given away. It will never touch anyone. And badly people are realizing they're doing that. And so it's in kind of the world we're in today, we just need more examples of beauty and more examples of men and women walking into love, committed love with open arms and not in a fairy tale way, but yeah, just need more couples embracing the suck. <laughs> embracing the suck, that's right, together. Amen. And you know what? There's this devotional here is such a fantastic, I mean, it really is. It's so good. Talk about something that's really beautiful and true. I mean, this is something I'm telling you, I am, I'm not just promoting it because I like Jackie and Bob, but Bobby, which I do. And I would definitely like pass on any good work they would do, but I am using this book. Ricky and I are actually working through the devotional right now and we love it. And it's been wonderful for our marriage and allowing more prayer and more conversations to come out of it. So this is something really beautiful you guys are doing. I'm so happy that you're doing it. I'll have all the um, information online for people to come and check this out. This is released. Now you can order it. There's a pre-sale purchase that you can make right now. It is going out. It will completely launch September 1st, correct? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's just in a few days, September 1st. And let me tell you something. You need to get a copy. Um, and I would highly recommend when you buy one, buy two. Keep one for yourself, for your own current marriage that you in, or if you're going to be married soon, keep that for yourself. And then buy another one so you can give it away because you know you're, you know somebody who's, who's engaged. You know somebody who's going to be engaged soon or is married. And this is a great, fantastic gift that you can give someone. So, yeah. And if you're single too, you know, you can buy the book and just learn more about theology of the body. You just, you know, you can do prayers, whatever, and pray for your future spouse or your future vocation. Oh, that's a good I mean, idea, I, I know. I know when I was single, I bought all these marriage books too. And I was like, oh, someday. <laughs> well, Leah, and Leah, the last... Leah, the last thing I want to say is, you know, in the vein of your your theme here, do something beautiful. It's just such a it's such we're just kind of passing on this message that we didn't feel worthy in a way to give like we've given talks and workshops on TOB. But to write a book, it's, you know, we all fall into that sin of comparison. Like, how can I what can we possibly say that's new that hasn't been said by Christopher West that hasn't been said by other speakers or John Paul himself? Like, what do we like? And then you read stuff by Fulton Sheen or 
and you're like, I, we're not eloquent enough to do that. Like, and so you get paralyzed and you don't want to contribute, but we all have something to contribute to the kingdom. And whether that's for five people or 500, we owe it to do something beautiful in whatever way that is. And so we felt it too, like, what can we contribute? And Pauline kind of believed in us and gave us a shove forward with it. So don't fall into that. What can I contribute? Like the Lord needs all of us to reach the outliers and everyone who or may, different crowds. Yeah, who may not hear the gospel any other way. And you know, in that same vein, like we all have we all have a voice and we're all called to use it for the glory of God. And I'm so happy and so thankful that both of you have used your voice and used your marriage and used everything that God has given you separately as single individuals and then obviously now together as a as a really beautiful married couple. You inspire me, you inspire me and Ricky. You guys are a great source of joy and fun for us in our own marriage. We really are so happy for your friendship and so happy that you've taken all that you have and you've put in your heart into this great little devotional that really is wonderful. So thank you so much. I mean, seriously, thank you. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for putting it out there and allowing us to to learn and allowing us to like to take a peek into your own marriage and see some of the things that you two are dealing with because it definitely connects to a lot of us and what we're on, what we're going through or what some people will potentially go through. Yeah, and if you're still on the fence, if there's anyone out there who's still on the fence about possibly, you know, thinking whether or not they should get this book, there was one young I don't even know if he's young. There's a a man who left a review on our book on Pauline the very first review was by Matthew, and he said, very good, period. Thanks, period. Five stars. Five. Thank so, you, Matthew. Listen so to Matthew. If you're on the he fence. He thinks it's very good, period. It's going to sway you. I mean, that's about the Thank best you, review Matthew. that you can get. So Matthew out there, we want to give you a shout out to Matthew at Pauline.org for the first <laughs> review of the book forever. The book hadn't even been released yet. I don't know who. Oh, that's how good it that's how book. That's how good it was. It is that good. So he he must have read the description and was just like, this is <laughs> this is beyond. This is very good. This is Five very stars. good. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so thank you, Matthew. And you know, exactly. Yeah. If you're on the fence, you should listen to Matt because Matt's got a lot of good things to say. He's extremely eloquent, witty. He has three words for the book. The best review we've had so far here. Very good, period. Thanks. We're probably going to stop at one review just because it's <laughs> that good. Nothing can top that. Right. Like, um, where where would you go from there? Uh, it's five stars, people. So <laughs> so anyways, but yeah, you can find the book at Pauline.org. You can also find it on Amazon. Jackie and Bobby, where can people connect with you if they just want to hear more from you and or bring you to their parish or their church or their school for a talk? They can connect with us. Well, JackieandBobby.com is our website, but... Yeah, if they want to bring us out, there's a form, I think on JackieFrancois.com. I don't know if we have it on another website, but on we have a, a, a booking form. Yeah, a booking thing. Is it on our Jackie and Bobby? Yes. Two? Oh, that's great. Good job, darling. We're a team of <laughs> we're a team of two with the IT stuff. And because I have um, like my music on JackieFrancois.com, but we have a lot of our blogs on Jackie and Bobby. So yeah, so there's like a booking form that they can click on and if they want to bring us out to talk about anything. Excellent. So JackieandBobby.com, if you want to bring them out, if you want to read more of their blogs and other things that they talk about. And all right. So one last thing that I'd like to do for my listeners, would you be willing to give them a challenge based on talking about this book forever? Can you give our listeners a challenge right now? Something that they could do in their life? Hmm. Bobby. <laughs> Pass that de- de- Delegation. We are one flesh. What would you say? <laughs> We are a two-headed monster, just like the one on Sesame Street. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Hmm. I would – communication can't be overstated. Men, we sometimes think that women should be able to read our minds. Maybe women think this too. But communication will never go wrong in learning how to, to healthily address conflict, to not bury stuff down. So if there's issues, like go and tell your brother. Go and tell your friend. Go and tell your – the person you're dating. Don't let the stuff fester. And even with communication and prayer, not just a formality, but really communicate with our Lord because he is alive and wants a relationship with you. 
And you only bless your vocation all the more, the more you allow Christ to take that on and take it over and allow your journey to be transformed. There you go. Yeah. Challenge. Communicate. Learn how to communicate in a healthy way. Learn how to fight in a healthy way or how to argue in a healthy way. God is not the enemy of your marriage. There's that beautiful book, uh, Severe Mercy. Oh, gosh. It's like the notebook on speed. Oh, I like was bawling on a plane. But basically, it's that struggle of if I go all into this Christian thing, am I going to lose this relationship? And it's, again, that posture of fear that is transformed by the love of God. God, you give that over to the Lord, and he will transform it and blow it out of the water. Amen. Be not afraid. Amen. Good challenge. Good challenge. All right. Awesome. All right. So uh, once again, if you want to pick up this book, and you should because it will be released this Friday, go ahead and order it on the pre-sale. You can do that now so you don't even have to wait and make sure you pick up another one to give to somebody else. I'm telling you something. I am doing this devotional right now with my husband. It is fantastic. I cannot recommend it enough. You can find it at pauline.org or Amazon, whatever you would prefer. And then, of course, JackieandBobby.com if you want to hear more from Jackie and Bobby. Jackie and Bobby, thank you so much again for just being who you are and knowing who you are and whose you are so that we can just learn from you and laugh with you and grow with you in our faith. So yeah, like think, just thank, thanks for being awesome people. Seriously, thank you so much for that. Oh, well, thank you for having us again. And we can't wait to spend time together again as a couple and to see you napping under a table. <laughs> yes, pregnant again, um, I'm sure at some point. Yeah, yes. some point. But again, to join the Ricky Bobby team um, <laughs> and the Jackie, the Jackie Leah team. I was waiting the entire time for Ricky Bobby for a Talladega um, Nights <laughs> joke. And Listen, there it was. There it I, is. I said, Dear Baby Jesus earlier, but you know, people don't always catch that. That's right. So Tal- Talladega Nights has been following us from the very beginning. Yeah. We got we ourselves a Ricky Bobby. You guys again. Yeah, it'll be good. Thanks, it'll later. be good. Awesome. All right. Well, listen, as you know, you can find out more about all of my great podcast guests at leahdare.com. Or of course, you can go to iTunes where my podcast resides. And once again, let me just remind you a few things. One, go to leahdare.com and subscribe to my newsletter. And this is what you should do. You go to leahdare.com, halfway down the page, it'll say, hey, here's a free ebook just for you. Enter your email. That's where you enter the email and that signs up for my newsletter. Here's the thing. A lot of people try to like get you to put their email address in because they want to bother you constantly and sell you crap that does not breathe life into your life. That's not what I'm about. I've got three kids under three. I don't have time to bother you. But I do have some great free stuff and I do have some extra fun little podcasts that I do on the side that I only give to my newsletter subscribers. And then just like you have the chance to like sign up for my pilgrimages before everybody else. You get the news of some like new stories and new things that I have going on before other people. And it's just kind of a fun way that we can connect and share a little bit more of our life together in a more personal way. So I encourage you to go there to sign up for the newsletter at leadera.com. And of course, if you don't mind, please, if you could go to iTunes and leave a review and leave me those beautiful five stars so that this podcast, the Do Something Beautiful podcast can become more visible and we can have more people come and become inspired by my great guests that I have. So if you really like this podcast today here with Jackie and Bobby, no pressure, go ahead and go to iTunes today for me and leave me a review. I would deeply, greatly appreciate it. And you know what I'm going to do? I end every podcast this way. Whatever you do today, please do something beautiful for the Lord. Be a gift of your life. Be a gift in who you are to someone else. Be Say a kind word. Give a kind smile. Say please. Say thank you. Whatever it might be. But whatever you do, do something beautiful for God. 